and welcome to the MTM Vegas podcast. I'm Sean Coomer, your host. We do two shows each week on YouTube and combine them into this podcast. As a reminder, you can watch the shows with all the visuals at youtube.com forward slash miles to memories. Today's show is a little strange. The first half was from our first show of the week with Mark, then he's on vacation. So the second show is just me talking all about the Vegas news and there's a lot of it in this show. We'll discuss Buffalo Bills in prim. It's coming back finally closed since March of 2020 with the exception of a couple of weekends. It is now returning for good. Plus, Virgin Hotel's new promotion for referrals is a little strange. Are they becoming desperate? We also talk about robo-taxis coming to the Las Vegas Strip, what is happening to the land underneath Fiesta Henderson, and yet another major new casino project announced by Station Casinos, this time in West Henderson. Inspirata Station is coming. All of that, plus a lot more, is coming up on this show. If you like the show, don't forget to subscribe in your favorite podcast app, and you can find all of our Vegas-related posts, podcasts, and videos at mtmvegas.com. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, consider leaving us a five-star review. It helps us out tremendously. Thanks so much for listening. Let's hit it. So Mark, did you hear the big news that the Savannah Bananas are coming to town to play at the Las Vegas ballpark? What is this team? Are they like the Harlem Globetrotters of baseball? I I really don't know. Like I saw in the show notes, I'm like, okay. I I mean, I respect the name. Probably has cool swag and all that. But I even watched videos, like highlights and stuff. They I still have no clue what it is. Like at one point, a guy was hitting... On stilts, he was like two stories tall hitting a baseball. And another time, there was only like one person in the field. And the guy hit it and then tried to run around the bases. I don't know what's what's going on, but it seems like people really enjoy it. Yeah, it looks like they sell out every game, according to the research I did. And now they're coming to Las Vegas, so you guys can check them out. It sounds like fun. I think uh, it would be a cool thing to go see. And uh, yeah, I guess the closest comparison I can think of is the Harlem Globetrotters. But stilts, I didn't see that. That's kind of cool. Yeah, he was like way up there, and then they they pitched it high. He did not hit it very far. He was definitely out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was he moved slow. <laughs> the big news of this last week was the announcement of Hard Rock and all of their intentions for Mirage as they got in front of the gaming control board. We did an entire video just a few days ago covering every single detail, and there are a lot of them. So make sure to check that out on the channel. Basically, they're doing a full redevelopment, going to gut the building, building that guitar tower adding restaurants, more than doubling the casino space, quadrupling the amount of tables. So much is going on. New pool area. So I'm excited for that project. How about you? Yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. It's probably the one I'm, I'm most excited about of the, you know, the next four or five that are, are rolling out over the next, you know, four or five years. Uh, so Hard Rock does a really good job. Everybody loves their properties, you know, in Atlantic City, Florida, all over the country. They have a good program. The old Hard Rock wasn't really tied into them, so it's kind of cool that they're bringing their brand and their loyalty program in that you can use around the country. I'm looking forward to it for sure. I know the guitar will rub people the wrong way, uh, some people, but I, I, I'm all for it. I think it'll be cool. Yeah, make sure to check out that video because we went into full detail, including how tall everything's going to be. Yes, that guitar tower is huge, but a lot of exciting details there. So uh, you can find that on the channel. Let's talk about robo-taxis. For a couple of years, Lyft has had robo-taxis in Las Vegas using a company called Motional, which is a a partnership where Google kind of started it. And then uh, I think Hyundai is involved with their Ionic 5s. And now Uber has launched them in Las Vegas. Uh, You just pull up the Uber app and you can now call a robo-taxi. These are level four autonomous robo-taxis, meaning that there is no human intervention required. Although because we don't trust technology yet, there will be a human in the 
car just to intervene in case, but this should be uh, pretty widespread and on the strip, you should be able to get one right now. I mean, if they have humans uh, in the Teslas in the tunnels, they, they're probably going to have it here too. So, but yeah, I don't know how I feel about it. You know, you always hear the stories of people crashing in these autonomous vehicles because it can't decipher, you know, certain things or a white truck gives its problems or whatever, but you only, only hear the bad stuff and it's not that often. So I'm sure they're, you know, just as safe, as, if not way safer of somebody, a human driving it. But I, I, I would feel a little bit better testing it out at least in the beginning with somebody in there i don't know that it would necessarily help at all yeah it's interesting there's a lot of weird things happening with cars there's that new car rental agency in downtown that will deliver the car without a driver to anywhere within that uh that space that they allow which is basically the downtown area so you just tell them where you want to pick it up and they remotely drive it with a re driver remote controlling it from somewhere else and then you drop it off that anywhere seems more that dangerous <laughs> Yeah, it does. I don't even know how that's how it's legal, but it seems like and then you just drop it off anywhere in the zone and then they they drive it back to wherever they go. So there's a lot of this sort of stuff happening. Uh, and, you know, this is the future probably, but it's going to take time. As you say, we're in a transition period. And for now, you're going to have that human ready to take control. Our right, Aerosmith had to cancel the last two shows of their residency because of a Steven Tyler illness. They announced on Instagram that basically they're canceling the shows, that it's not life-threatening or he's expected to recover, but he's not able to do it. So probably just a, a bug of some sort. Hopefully he's okay. Yeah, I'm surprised at their age that they're even still doing shows. So kudos to them that they're getting out there and, and uh, you know, doing what they love. And I definitely, if I had that much money, I'd just be at home, you know, drinking and having a good old time. But, you know, they're out there singing, putting on a show. And I just imagine, you know, we're in Austin and we lost our voice after one day of talking loud because the bars are so loud there. I couldn't imagine singing every night and what they have to go through to prep all that. So just a little bit of a bug probably d destroys your whole system and and you're not able to to give the show that you want to give. So hopefully he recovers quickly, but just impressed that they're able to do it every night. What is it with rock and rollers of that era, like Mick Jagger and, and Steven Tyler? Like those guys, they lived a life, right? I mean, they were just going hard for so many years and they're still going hard, like into their 70s as far as performing and and everything else so uh, kudos to them and uh, they need a couple days off they can get it yeah like elton john billy joel like everybody from the era just is i'm never giving up <laughs> yeah and we can't go two days without losing our voices shame yeah. on us <laughs> all right uh, some other sad news mills lane the very famous referee who oversaw the fan man boxing match back in the uh, early 90s. And then, of course, that Mike Tyson Holyfield, one where Tyson bit Holyfield's ear, and so many others. He uh, died at the uh, age of 85. And I think he's just sort of cemented in Vegas lore because specifically because of those two matches. I remember being a kid and seeing the fan man match. And then I remember watching the bite live, something I'll never forget because it's one of the craziest things I've ever seen. And who would have thought like 20 something years later, Holyfield and Tyson would be selling ear-shaped edibles. But that's the world we live in. Mills Lane had a huge impact on the Vegas community and in the sports community here. He was also a lawyer and did a lot of stuff. He's been kind of out of the spotlight since the early uh, 2000s. He had a stroke and uh, was kind of paralyzed and he wasn't in, in the best of health. But he even had, after the boxing matches, he had that show. I don't know if you remember it. It was like a people's court knockoff or a Judge Judy knockoff, Judge Mills Lane. And it was fun to watch him do that as well. Really cool character. Yeah, I, you know, boxing was a little, the, the heyday of boxing was kind of, when we got old enough to care, it was kind of the end of it. So I never really got into it. My dad was into it a bit. So I didn't really know him from boxing. The thing I know him from that you didn't bring up is Celebrity Deathmatch. Do you remember that on MTV with a, yeah. like, 
the clay characters would mm-hmm. would murder each other with like their pop references and stuff it was such a great show and he was the uh the, the referee in that show so that's how i know him and i loved you know he was great in that and the, doing the voice and everything and uh that show was just i think it came back for a little bit not not too long ago but that show was pretty crazy too and he was a big part of that yeah i used to love that show back in the day rest in peace mills lane you were a uh, a great uh, guy and a great influence on Las Vegas, and I'll never forget those uh, boxing matches. He always commanded the ring. He was one of the best. I think him and the Let's Get Ready to Rumble guy are the two people you think of when you think of, of fighting, for sure. Definitely. All right, so commenters on this channel always love to say, anytime we talk about growth in Las Vegas or something new getting built, what about the water? And as someone who lives here, I can tell you that they're very concerned about the water, even though they just keep building new houses. So I guess they're not concerned enough. But over the last decade, I'd say you've seen so much grass get torn out. And obviously there's water restrictions and on new homes, you're not able to build grass, all kinds of stuff like that. But there's been sort of a combination. In many areas, they're taking out grass. But in some areas, like golf courses, they're planting a different type of grass called Bermuda grass. And they're just doing that in the Anthem Country Club, for example, and changing over, it's gonna save like 30 million gallons of water a year, which is an insane amount of water. And they actually are doing this all throughout the parks in Henderson. Um, I think a couple dozen parks by the time they're done. And they did it to the park right down the street from me. And uh, it took a couple of months. Basically, they killed out the grass, replanted the new grass, and they put fences around it so people couldn't walk on it. And when the new grass grew in, it looked exactly like the old grass. So it's just like, why didn't, why aren't we using this grass this entire time? I don't understand, but I think That's this is a good qu- thing. <laughs> That's my question. Like, it's I, I'm shocked at how much, you know, this saves water. Like, I knew some grasses are better in hot areas and some don't need to be watered as often and stuff. But you think that, you know, they would know this. They would have known this. Bermuda grass isn't something new. It's been around for, for a long time, like way before we were born. So you would have thought, like, all these new go- golf courses they built in the last 20, 30 years, they would have required them to put use this type of grass same with parks it just blows my mind that this was never thought i mean i know the water situation is way worse now than it than it ever was and the growth has kind of you know grown leaps and bounds in the last 10 years or so but i I just i'm still in shock that this wasn't ever considered before yeah and silver springs park the the one that's down the street from my house not too far from me it looks beautiful like the grass has survived it really doesn't look any different. So it, I think this is a good move. I'm glad the city of Henderson is keeping some of the grass in the parks. Some areas they are removing. Uh, this is a huge project going on through 2026. And you're going to see this uh, as other places like golf courses. So there is effort to conserve here. But uh, there's no effort to slow down growth, which is, I guess, you know, not a good thing. If you consider that more people equals more water usage. But uh, that's the way it is. I, lo- I loved in the fee video, somebody suggested... And I think they even like brought this up as like a hypothetical in the future on their earnings call or something of if you take too long of a shower, you're going to get billed at, che- at checkout. Which <laughs> I could totally see that. Uh, definitely if it was Caesars. All right. So what's also hurting, it seems like, is Virgin Hotels and the Mohegan Sun Casino. Uh, our friend Alicia, longtime viewer, love her and love her interactions on Twitter, sent us this thing that she received that the Momentum loyalty program at Mohegan Sun is offering referrals, meaning terrible they, name they, too. You, you grab a friend and you get them to sign up for a casino loyalty program, and then you both are entered into a drawing to win. I guess this could work really well for couples, right? Because one person could sign up and refer the other. 
But I think it would be really awkward to like call your friend up and say, yeah, let's head over to Virgin and you can sign up and I get the referral and then maybe we'll, I don't know. Is this desperation? It's desperation a bit, but it's also like cheap because I mean, you think about Vegas or not Vegas. So you think about Atlantic City and all the signups they have there and it doesn't require somebody to refer you. They'll give you like a couple free nights. They'll give you comps to use at the restaurants or at the uh, in their uh, lounges and stuff. So this is just to sign up, and I'd rather get a free play or something. Like, give me a $25, $50 free play if you want to give a bonus for referral so, you know, people will bring them along. I get that, but a raffle that you don't even know if it will happen or, you know, you don't get to watch it or be a part of it. It just seems like, hey, let's try to drive engagement, but let's do it as cheaply as possible. I'd rather give me something guaranteed and small, and I'm more likely to come in versus you know a potential lottery essentially yeah i agree i think they could have done something given the person signing up something and the refer free play or something like that so this is how it's working it's 10 pairs of people will win every month and the prize package is up to three nights at virgin hotels las vegas 250 momentum dollars a slot play and then a hundred dollars for your friend so the person referring gets 250 if you win the prize and the person who signed up gets a hundred which I seems weird. Why not just give them both the same and then yeah. three nights? Uh, Let's start a fight between hotels. people. Cool. And do they each get three nights? It's not clear. Or do you have to like figure out who gets to use the nights? You gotta share or, the beds. Uh... You gotta share the rooms. <laughs> it's virgin. It's just it's so weird. I don't I don't understand what they're doing there. Just bring back the fun. It used to be a fun property. Just figure out how to make it fun again. You got the the shag room or whatever. That's fun. You know more of that. That's what I would focus on. I agree. I think the fun people don't care about referring friends for a potential thing either. So I don't know if they're attracting the right crowd with this. Uh, you know, we both loved Hard Rock, the old Hard Rock Las Vegas, and uh, we've been tough on Virgin, no doubt. And people will give us crap for that. But I think you summed it up perfectly. Bring back the fun. The place just doesn't seem fun, especially the casino, the atmosphere there. There's many, 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 many other casinos, including tons of local casinos that I feel have a better atmosphere that I would rather be in. And that's sort of a, a problem there. It's just too dark, too disconnected. And, you know, hopefully they'll get this figured out. I do think whether it's this operator or another one, it will eventually get figured out. Uh, I hope so, at least. Yeah, this does feel more like a local's type of offer so and i think that might be something they could pivot to like focus on the locals try to be more of a locals casino it's not on the strip it's easier access it's even a great like airport night before fly out focus on that type of stuff or if you're coming in for business or something and you want more of a low-key environment i think that's where their their niche could be right now versus what it was before and i think that's what people wanted the old hard rock and just keep it the same different name but i mean virgin has that kind of cachet it feels like a fun brand everywhere else i don't know why it isn't they weren't able to do it here you know look at the airlines and the cruises and everything everything's really well done and really fun and maybe uh, richard branson didn't have an enough say in this and that's the problem but it's just kind of crazy there's a big disconnect at that property for sure yeah i think a huge mistake they made was not integrating the casino and hotel together i think this whole piecemeal thing where each restaurant's run by someone else the hudson group running basically airport shops inside the yeah, casino. That's still, uh, that's still the worst look in Vegas. Those, that Dunkin' Donuts and that, that news, the Hudson News in a casino is the weirdest, worst thing I've ever seen. And it, it's so bad. Yeah, and then you have the casino run by Mohegan Sun. The hotel is very decent. I love my stay there. I really like the room. It's probably not to everybody's The Mexican taste. restaurants, 
that yeah. Mexican restaurant's really, really good too. Yeah, so they have good bones, but it's just all very disconnected. I think if Virgin had brought their brand throughout the property, uh, it may not be perfect, but I think it would probably be better. And I don't know how they fix it, but they're continuing to work on it. Maybe this will work to bring people in. But I know that I wouldn't go sign up for this. I, I wouldn't go take my wife, even if I could guarantee we both get the refer, you know, I refer her. And so we both have the chance to win. Yeah. Like, uh, it's just not worth it. Try again. She'd go for, she'd go for $50 in slot play though. She'd yeah. for that. Yeah. There you go. That's, there that's you easy. Go. Most people will play through it until it's gone anyway. So it doesn't really cost you anything. Hello, Bills out in Prim has announced that they are reopening. They're gonna have a soft reopening December 23rd, and that is uh, good news for people who've been waiting for one of the COVID-closed casinos, closed since March of 2020, to reopen. It's reopened a few times over the past year for concerts and weekends, but now we're told it's gonna reopen for good. And the soft opening will be December 23rd, as I said, but the full opening will be in January. According to Vital Vegas, they will have refreshed rooms, new flooring, new games, and uh, a few of the restaurants are gonna be open. Denny's Panda Express and Cucha's Mexican will be back within the next month. And then the coffee shop, buffet, and Italian steakhouse back pretty soon after that. And that's a surprise, a buffet out in Prim. Uh, I don't know if any of you have ever been out to Prim and eaten their buffet there. Let me know. I've heard uh, terrible things over the years. I had eaten the buffet out at Gene at the Terribles, which is permanently closed now. And it wasn't very good way back when. I can't imagine the one in Prim was any better. Now, we don't know anything about what's going to happen with the rides and... A lot of people have asked, and hopefully they do bring the rides back. But the rides were really only operating seasonally in 2019 after having been closed for a few years. They refurbished them, and then they were open for the summer and then closed in the fall. So I wouldn't expect the rides to reopen this time of year anyway. But hopefully this is good news for Desperado, the roller coaster, to come back this summer. Really hoping for that. It's been crazy to see Buffalo Bills closed for so long. And even when they reopened, it seemed like a half-thought-together effort. So... Now, with a permanent reopening, hopefully we'll get some new features, and I can't wait to see what the rooms look like. The rates are pretty cheap, I'd say, but maybe not cheap enough for where they're at. They do have a small resort fee, and midweek rates are as low as $44, with weekend rates not much higher in the 70s, so not terrible, but it's still in Prim, right? <laughs> and there's other hotels there, so I don't know. Do you want to stay there? They do have that Buffalo swimming pool. Let me know in the comments if you are heading out to Buffalo Bills to stay or go to a concert or something else in the new year, but it's nice to see one of the COVID-closed casinos reopen, and we'll actually talk about the land underneath one of the other ones that got sold just a little bit later in the show. Now let's take a look at the highest grossing venues this year. And, you know, we have a lot of competing stadium proposals and projects that are coming. There's an NBA stadium proposed for south of the Strip on Las Vegas Boulevard. There's that all-net arena. And there's the MSG Sphere, which is under construction. And maybe these numbers tell you why everybody wants to build a big concert venue facility here in Las Vegas. So let's talk about the top grossing stadiums. And at the top of that list is Allegiant Stadium at 178 $8 million. This is for concerts, so this doesn't include like Raiders or UNLV games. SoFi Stadium number two at $121.2 million. So Allegiant is significantly higher than any other stadium, and Foro Sol in Mexico is just about half, and that's at number three. So Allegiant is really killing it with the concert sales being very successful, and uh, it's really good for Las Vegas to have a venue of that size. 
And it seems like they're not only filling it up, but ticket prices are substantially high, as we've talked about many times on this show, and it's reflected in the numbers. But there's some other venues we can talk about. How about top theaters in the world? And unfortunately, there's not a Las Vegas theater that tops this list. Radio City Music Hall tops the list at $67 million in tickets. But number two is Dolby Live at Park MGM in Las Vegas. And number three is the Theater at Resorts World, which is that home of Katy Perry and all of those residencies. And that shows you that they're very successful with what they're doing. The number three theater for ticket sales at $56 million. So you can say what you want about Resorts World and some of the struggles and maybe some of their sort of finding their way about what they're about and being a little bit all over the place. But they did focus heavily on entertainment and bringing in those residencies on building a state-of-the-art theater, and it seems to have paid off for them. Only a couple million dollars behind the Park MGM. And then finally, you have arenas. The number one arena in the U.S. with ticket sales was Madison Square Garden at $241 million in ticket sales. But T-Mobile Arena coming in at number three with 96,984,000. Madison Square Garden just leaps and bounds above everybody else. But T-Mobile Arena, the number three selling arena in the world for ticket sales, which is insane. And uh, again, Resorts World, number three in the world for ticket sales. And Dolby at Park MGM, number two in the world in theaters. And uh, Allegiant, number one for stadiums. So Las Vegas entertainment and venues. This city really has matured with the building of all these new venues. Park MGM built that new theater when they redid the property, and it's a beautiful theater. Resorts World has this brand new theater as well, and you see the MSG Sphere. Las Vegas has sort of refreshed itself when it comes to entertainment, and T-Mobile and Allegiant add to that, and the numbers are showing. People are paying for tickets, and they're showing up, and Las Vegas is the epicenter of that. What's the most you've ever paid for a ticket to a Las Vegas show? Let me know down in the comments. Now a quick update on the rebranding of Horseshoe and Bally's and the Mirage. So as of Thursday, as of yesterday, the day before this video came out, Bally's is now officially Horseshoe. They're still working on the property. There's still work to be done on a lot of stuff. And Old Red is being built out on that corner as well. So construction will be ongoing for a while. But as of Thursday, December 15th, Horseshoe Las Vegas is officially here. There is no more Bally's Las Vegas at least for now. Someone on Twitter sent me a picture of the chips. They're already using the Horseshoe chips. And if you go to their website, you will see that Bally's Las Vegas now redirects to Horseshoe. There is no more Bally's. A new era for that property and perhaps paves the way for Bally's Corporation to do what they want to do at Tropicana, which they've recently bought and closed on. That potentially could be the new Bally's. We'll just wait and see. The other big news is the Nevada Gaming Control Board is meeting today, Friday, December 16th, to approve Hard Rock's application to purchase Mirage, and the sale is expected to close on December 19th. We talked about everything that they're going to do in that video last week, so make sure to check that out if you want to see all the renderings and see what Hard Rock Las Vegas is going to look like. Mirage will stick around in name form for at least a few more years, and it's going to be probably 12 to 18 months before we see any construction, meaning the volcano is going to stick around a little bit longer. Love is guaranteed to stick around through 2023 and into 2024. So some of the stuff you love about Mirage will be there for a little while longer, but pretty soon we will start to see construction and that guitar tower going up and many other things. Hard Rock International taking over Mirage on Monday, December 19th. Another big change on the Las Vegas Strip among so many that we've seen the last couple years. All right, I wanted to talk really quick about food, and we haven't done anything food-related in a little bit of time, but I think this is really fun because I happened to just open 
open up TikTok and I haven't been using it all that much, but the first video that came up was from Brandon of Vegas and he's a good follow on TikTok if you like that, he likes to do food and all kinds of other stuff. And he tried out this Gabby Boutique donut and pastry shop here in Henderson and just seeing the donuts, they, they just look amazing. So I wanted to share it with you. This place has various different kinds of donuts, but you can tell they're just a little bit different. That apple pie one looks amazing. And uh, he gave everything very high ratings. And if you can look at the Yelp reviews, they're really high. I want to know if anybody else has been there. And I know Pink Box is really famous for being from Las Vegas and they've they've sort of expanded their footprint across the valley and beyond. And they have that sort of business model like Voodoo Donuts where they have all these fancy donuts and they're pretty good, but not anywhere close to the best donuts I've ever had. I haven't gotten over to try Gabby, but I want to, and it looks amazing. But I wanted to ask all of you, what is your favorite donut in Las Vegas? Because I suspect there's plenty of places that I haven't heard of that you guys have eaten at, and what they're putting out this place looks simply amazing. So let me know what your favorite Las Vegas donut is, and I'll update you on a future show when I go check this out. And now it's time for the big news of the week. So Fiesta Henderson is now almost completely torn down. The parking garage is still there. The building is completely gone and the land needs to be sold. And guess who's going to buy it? We know who is going to buy the land and it's the city of Henderson. The city of Henderson is going to buy the land and turn it into some sort of a sports facility with the hope of bringing in other restaurants and shops. So a community facility on that 35 acres of land that the Fiesta Henderson used to sit on. And I think this is a great use of the land. It's smart for station casinos. They ensure nobody else is going to buy it and turn it into a casino. And it's good for the city. The city of Henderson has focused a lot on their parks and recreation. They have tons of rec centers all over the city. I think their rec center program is rated one of the best in the entire country. It's a big focus of this city. And so taking that somewhat central location in Henderson and turning it into a recreation area and an indoor sports area and facilities that they don't have currently is a great idea. And a lot of what we lost, like the movie theater, is sort of replicated not far away. Although the city has said that they may try to bring back some of the venues like they used to have or replace some of the things we lost when Fiesta Henderson went away. The reason I say Fiesta Henderson's sort of in the middle of the city is because Henderson now stretches all the way west to the I-15 south of St. Rose Parkway. And what that means is that it basically goes to the edge of Boulder City all the way to the 15 on the other side of town. So Henderson is heavily stretched out east to west now, and uh, that location is not too far from the center of all that. Now, stretching all the way out to West Henderson, here's the most exciting news that we got this week. First off, the city of Henderson has agreed to sell station casinos just over three acres next to about 50 acres that they already own on the corner of Via Inspirata and Bicentennial. Now, for people who are not familiar with Las Vegas or the Henderson area, this is very close to the M Resort, and this would be the furthest south casino in the Las Vegas metropolitan area. So in case you were tracking, the city of Henderson is buying the 35 acres from Station Casinos that the Fiesta Henderson used to sit on, and the city is selling Station Casinos 3.76 acres in West Henderson for their parking garage for their new casino, Inspirata Station. And that is really the exciting news, another new casino. Now we've talked about Station Casinos building a new casino down in the southwest part of the valley, Durango, and that's coming along, expected to open next year. And they're also building that new wildfire, smaller casino in downtown Las Vegas. And they've announced plans in North Las Vegas and elsewhere. But it appears their next project is Inspirata Station over in the Inspirata Master Plan community in the far south 
part of town, or West Henderson, as it's known. So what do we know about this new Station Casino's property? Well, it's going to encompass 900,000 square feet and will be built in three phases. There's going to be an 80,000 square foot gaming floor, 600 hotel rooms, four restaurants with outdoor dining, and an 11-unit food hall. You know, that food hall uh, is becoming so popular these days. 30,000 square feet of banquet and moving space, a bowling alley, and a movie theater. So bringing in some of the things that they have in their other casinos. And the resort will employ 1,738 people when all is said and done. I'm excited for this. They've also said that the experience should be comparable to Red Rock, meaning this is going to be a higher-end place. It's very interesting that they decided to name this Inspirata Station after Durango in the Southwest. They opted not to say Durango Station, but just to call it the Durango or Durango, actually. So, yeah, another new casino coming to Las Vegas. There are so many, right? We talked earlier in the show, Bally's and Horseshoe, all the changes there. Bally's Corporation buying Tropicana. And then all of the other strip casinos like Fountain Blue. There's land in front of the Las Vegas Convention Center that's been bought. The Dream Hotel on the South Strip. Tillman Vertita's Casino. And I could keep going on and on and on. In fact, I'm going to do a video soon kind of recapping everything because there are so many new projects. Las Vegas is turning over and a new era is coming with new casinos, old ones going away, and a lot more. It's it's crazy. And this was sort of unexpected. And especially the fact that Henderson is going to buy that land from Fiesta and they're selling this land there. It's an interesting swap. But Inspirata Station was approved by the Henderson City Council and will move forward with construction very soon bringing another casino to that part of town and deep into Inspirata instead of the M, which sort of sits out on Las Vegas Boulevard. This is going to be more of a neighborhood type casino, so it'll be very interesting to see how it all goes. I'm really interested to hear what you guys have to say about all this stuff, and especially the donuts, because I'm hungry right now as I record this. But what do you think about Horseshoe and Mirage finally getting here, about those venue numbers, the top grossing venues in the world, many of them being in Las Vegas, and especially about what happened to Fiesta Henderson and this new casino Inspirata Station coming to Henderson, Nevada. It's insane. Like, it seems like every week we do a show where we're announcing a new casino being built, and these are mega projects, big projects bringing jobs. Although we have seen that shift in the casino industry, the local casino industry, with closures as well as they move into areas that are more desirable to run casinos, and as these older casinos sort of age out. Mark will be back with me in a couple of days. I'm going to be recording live from my cruise to Mexico. So hopefully that all goes well. We'll have a normal show in a few days. And then I have a lot of exciting videos coming up, including that new casino video, a construction update, a lot coming up in the channel in the new year. So thank you so much for watching. Talk to you next time.